0: What's going on? Uh, Hand me, hand me that, please. Thanks. Uh, What's going on? It's tools we have handy every game session this week on the Dungeon Master's Dojo.
1: Greetings and salutations, fellow DMs, GMs, referees, judges, game operation directors, and all other varieties of storyteller. I am Lou, and these are your Dungeon Masters.
0: I'm Scott. And
1: I'm Bill. Welcome back to the dojo. So today, we're talking about tools?
0: Yeah, like power tools, right? I got a whole
1: shop full of them.
0: Yeah, I don't know how to use any of them. Uh, That's why I have a shop
2: full of them. I get a phone call, Bill, I bought something brand new. Yeah, what's it look like? I don't know. You haven't come over and put it together yet.
0: That's Scott That's you. pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a wall built. I'll hold stuff for you while <laughs> you do the building part of it so it's not crooked. So he, he, pick, he picks things up and he
1: puts things down. So let's get into it. What are some of the tools that we, um, we'll see that a GM will use?
0: Um, I always use a, a DM screen. I've Ever since I've uh, started running... I've always used a, a DM screen. And you you really you can't let your players know how what's bad going you're on. rolling. Well, they already know that. It's it's <laughs> one of the uh, one of the pitfalls to playing with the same people uh, <laughs> all the time for decades.
1: We look forward to it
0: to the bad rolls. Yeah, we can count on them. Um, it, the DM screen is kind of like kind of like the uh, my gaming briefcase. You know, I I started using uh, custom uh, DM screens, so I have I have a, a new customizable one that I can just slide inside of it, whatever it is I need or or want. Um, the The old style screen was nice, you know, but some of the stuff I don't I don't need to know because I already I already know I have it committed to memory. Um, so a customizable one is. Is great, and you could get these things on Amazon or Etsy or something. There's, there's, um, and they're 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 pretty reasonable, in in price. Um, some of the stuff I like to put on on mine are uh, character inf- info. You know, so I got these players at my table. I want to know who's got what, what player or what players got what character. They're um race their their ac their level their class hit points any immunities that they may have um i'll jot those down on there um and uh sometimes pronunciation of characters names because sometimes the pronunciation of a character's name done poorly can cause a fight can can (laughs) cause a a lot of inter party and interpersonal (laughs) conflict so I like to um I like to do that as well um encounters too can go right in there, so you have the encounters right up in front of you um, uh, I like to have those uh back in the old days of the a d and d uh dm screen I always had two of them held together with a binder clip, and I'd clip my stuff on the inside um so i can i I could see that over the stuff that I really didn't need any sort of um kind of refresher on. Um MPC notes I always put on my DM screen. Um who the MPC is, what their name is, what they sound like, what they look like, just a quick sentence um or some bullet points. Um do yourself a favor while you're at it, have a list of MPC names, taverns, other establishments there because someone's always gonna ask um, the town name? The town name. Town names are are uh, are are always always something people ask nobody writes it down
2: no they just uh, ex- keep asking yeah
0: except for Marcus Marcus writes it down um there's always that one one person that is kind of like the uh, the one that chronicles all the journeys but the official note taker they always ask he's They're our secretary ask, what's the what's the tailor's name
1: <laughs>
0: i and then you're stumped uh Ricky you know or something like that so have a list of list of names handy that you can always always have a look at, because um, you will uh, you will you will be asked. the uh, The screen I have and a lot of the other screens out there are have sleeves big enough for eight and a half by eleven sheets of paper, so you can really really customize your stuff. Um, terrain. We use terrain. More on that later, but. Um, one of the other things you could do with these customizable DM screen is uh, print out a backdrop, kind of like a matte painting. You know, the old uh, mm-hmm. uh, sci-fi movies, um, Forbidden Planet, had some really cool matte paintings uh, yeah. in the background. So these act like matte paintings. So if you're doing like a um, a mountain terrain piece, you can have uh, some printouts from the computer of mountains, and you can find some really cool fantasy backdrops. So you just slide them on the player's side of things, and, uh, and it really... It really adds. Now, see, uh, I, I, I never use a DM screen. Never. I've never seen you use a DM I, screen. I roll out in the open.
2: Uh, I'm big on clipboards. I have a clipboard, and I have all my – I have basically the same exact information you just listed, all on all on a sheet and a document protector. And if I haven't committed to memory, I can just quickly flip through there, and the beauty of the document protector is you can write on the outside of it. You use your, your dry erase marker or your wet erase marker – and right right on the uh, outside of the document protector to make your notes as you go, you can transfer them over to the paper later. But, it, guys, I've never used a DM screen. Uh, I've always watched a lot of DMs use them, and those are the DMs, especially early on, the ones that always seem to roll a 15 or higher every single time. And it's like, well, we can't see the dice. And as a player, first off, it's like, man, that, that pisses me off. <laughs> you can see my dice, but I can't see yours, and you always seem to make your rolls. And, and when I started game mastering, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. If I fail, my dice are right out there for everyone to see. Uh, I don't use the dice towers or the you know, DM screens or anything like that. It's, for me, it's a clipboard, and that's the way I've always done it. And the same thing, I have all the same information. I will have my printouts off to one side, so if I'm going to be, you know, like we've mentioned in earlier uh, episodes, how we, I'll show pictures of the monsters so that way that everyone knows exactly what they're dealing with, especially when some of the, the, the new ones that I've created, I'm big on making my own monsters. I'll find a, a piece of artwork that emulates it as best I can, or I'll just look at a piece of artwork going, that's really cool, I'm going to turn it into a monster, but I'll be able to show that. Yeah, but everything for me is out and you know and loose leaf more than anything else. But in document checkers, all on a clipboard. And if I need to hide something, I just pick up the clipboard, turn it sideways, roll, or do what I have to do, and then set it back down. But yeah, you've you've never seen me use a, a DM screen
1: uh, for never, as long as I have, not them either. I think that just builds very old school.
0: Yeah, it, well, it's divisive too. You know the the whole uh, the whole DM screen thing is is I've met I've met DMs that use them. And swear by them, and I'm one of them. And I've used, I've met DMs that don't, and swears by it, and and Bill's one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it's, and you, very seldom will you see one side cross over to the other.
2: Well, I mean, I, I was also one of those people that committed the the books to memory. I didn't need to look up the, you know, the the Thacko charts. I didn't need to look up the, um. The uh miscability table. I didn't need to look up the spell components for tic- particular spells. I had the whole book memorized. You may, Page have, to, number. You I may have to. You may have to explain
0: Thaco to some of our our, our oh, younger listeners. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> it's not.
1: Yeah, it's not a I, thing because I had it committed to memory too. Because I I'd love the yeah, Thaco. Yeah. Thaco is a,
2: an acronym for to hit armor class zero, and you based your your rolls off of that and whether you're above or below. You know, so you'd roll, take your your bonuses and, and add them in or your negatives. And if you, your Thaco based on your uh, experience level and your class said you needed a 14 to hit armor class zero and you rolled a fifth or a 12, then, you know, you, you do your math according to your chart with your pluses and minuses. So if your Thaco is a 12, you rolled a 14, I hit a negative two. Yeah. If you rolled a 10, you, I hit a two.
0: The higher the roll, the better. Much like it is now, and the lower the armor class, the better. And entirely different uh, than it is now. And that kind of speaks to the clunkiness, I I guess, of that. Yeah, the numbers.
2: Yeah, and then you go to saving throws, and they went the other direction as well.
0: Well, every class had its own
2: saving throws too. Right. Yep. Yep. So yeah, the, the. so, yeah, I, I am dating myself when I yeah. mention things like and that. kind of getting a little off track here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just the t- Well, hey, blame him. He made me explain it. This, this is uh, true. But yeah, so for me, it's it's been a clipboard where, I, where if I need the information, it's there. It's at my fingertips. I can flip it over, show the people if I need to. But most things I commit to memory. And I never liked the idea of rolling dice behind the screen. I always liked the idea of rolling the dice out there. And my dice have always been very, very, very nice to me. So more often than not, when, a ta- when the table looks down and sees those twenties pop up on that die over and over again, it just the look on their
1: face when you're just trying to go, okay, well then, and they're staring at the die, going another twenty. Well, and I think that's why Scott uh, rolled his die behind the, the DM screen because he was just embarrassed of all the ones he was rolling that, that could, you know, that and you yeah. could see it on his face.
2: Oh yes, you know, just the sudden disgust, and all of a sudden, oh no, uh, that was a six. No, no, they, I, 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 don't they, think
0: they know when it's a one. They know when it's a one. There's the look of utter defeat on my face. when it? <laughs> I don't have a set of dice. Like there's a set of dice that Bill uses that we all collectively hate. We, 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 and hates a strong word, but it's accurate in this case. We, we hate it on on a cellular level. <laughs> um, and, and and he 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 puts these dice out on the table. Um, like like an angry dad does like his belt when you're misbehaving you know he'll put these dice out on the table and we're like oh what a jerk
1: and we, we named the dice yes
0: too. The, yeah the twins the twins that's that's the that's the uh that's the name we use in public. <laughs> There's another one that's probably not appropriate for uh, a mixed audience, so we won't go there, but you can imagine what it is. It's a pretty strong, strong name.
2: There was one game by day three at our week-long getaway. Uh, the room was renamed as the Mamatorium. I remember that room, too. I was hearing all the crying from the other room I was in. They, they would take my dice from me, and then I'd just grab another set of dice and just keep rolling. And they'd roll just as good. And then they'd take those dice. And then i would take their own dice and roll. So I'd, I've always had this this wonderful affinity to dice. Um, so I have no problem rolling them out there. So, I'd, yeah, getting back on track. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I am one of those people that don't use the DM screen. It's not that I don't believe them, and I don't fault anyone that does. Uh, I Just early on, I always thought it suspicious that you couldn't see the Game Master's roll, but everyone had to see yours. And I, from that point on, I decided, well...
1: As a game master, good, bad or ugly, my rolls are out there right along with the players and there's a new fad um, with um instead of using g m screens a lot of people are using laptops now and they're still rolling out in the, in the open mm-hmm. or they're using automatic dice rollers now. What do you say yep. about that
0: well i think that's i think that's hooey, baloney i say <laughs> uh you can't you can't use a one of those digital computerized Who's the most dice watchers? rolling things from the future. You need you need a set of dice in your hands. You need that mojo. You need to channel that channel that energy through Those you. Those probably into the, the dice.
2: same miscreants that put their character sheet on their laptop uh, too, there, yeah. instead of pencil and paper, yeah, like paper. the good old fashioned,
0: yeah. real gamers. You know, do. trees died for a reason, and that's to provide you with a character sheet.
2: <laughs> well, that and wiping your bottom, but that's that's another
0: episode. So now I I I can't I use a laptop um but I I never use a laptop for anything but um tone setting which I guess is a kind of kind of good segue into like my second tool I use tone setters uh, setting the tone is 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 important to me especially um with I'm big on story um so I I will use a laptop. Um but I use a laptop to like play music or um you know like uh, background sounds and stuff like that. Um but I I don't use it for um you know to look at my books on cuz I I have books made out of paper and that's what I'm comfortable with.
2: And books don't run low on battery.
0: They do not. They work all the time. Um and uh, I, I'll use a tablet um, once in a while to add, like, background sounds. But Lewis kind of tablet-shamed me last time I busted out my tablet. You know, it's a size thing, I guess, because Lewis showed up with this TV-sized tablet.
2: Tablets bigger than most people's laptops. Yeah,
0: and, and you know, he was launching space shuttles from it and and, you know, doing all sorts of craziness. And I just, Would you like to play a game? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> moments away from nuclear Armageddon with his with his fancy tablet. Um, but I, I use that for for immersion, for for setting the tone. You, you could get some pretty good music on YouTube. There's a lot of talented um, people out on YouTube, um, and I know both Bill and I have gotten some music off of off of YouTube to use as like kind of like our background music, much like you would have in 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 a movie. Um, background sound effects are 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 really, really cool too. Stuff like um, campfire sounds, forest sounds, Sirenscape is is a pretty cool website. It is something that you have to have to pay a a monthly or annual fee to use all of their stuff in there. But they have...
2: It's a real everything. nominal fee, though.
0: Yeah, it's not expensive at all. It's it's manageable. If, if if you're a hobbyist and this is like your hobby and this is what you do, then it, it's it's almost justifiable, I would say.
2: Well, you can always sit down for a couple nights and just make a list of all the sounds you think you might need. Yeah. Go in there and just download a bunch of them and, and keep it active for a month or two and just build up this massive library and... Then just you know
0: bail out of it, and and when you have uh, background music, um, which which sets the tone for whatever whatever part of the adventure that you're in, and you have some of these these background noises, it it, it adds that extra layer of of immersion. Um, I use I use terrain too. Um, I think it I think it makes a huge difference. When you have terrain out on the uh, on the table, so I like to travel with with terrain when at all possible, and I, I make um, I I make all of my own right now. I have I have a couple 3D printers that um, there's a pretty steep learning curve, and since I'm I'm technologically inept, I haven't I haven't really gotten into the uh, into the 3D printing thing yet. It, but they look. Pre- they look pretty on the table over in the corner. There. That, that,
1: he, he hasn't asked for help yet either.
0: That's that's coming. That that that's coming. Part of the reason why I haven't used it too is there is a um, uh, one of them is a resin printer, and you require a lot of like kind of safety equipment. Um, and finding nitrile gloves is very challenging now with the pandemic going on, um, and respirators and stuff mm. like that. Uh, so so that can wait, but. If you're interested in making your own terrain, there's some YouTubers out there that um, I've watched re- religiously. Jeremy over at Black Magic Craft makes some like fantastic stuff. I love that guy. Yeah, I, I, he's. It, you know,
2: I've used him a lot. I've made some of my own terrain as well. Um, I've helped you make some of yours, and we you, will sit down and watch these things together. Going, wow, that's pretty cool. All right, let's head to the cellar and do it.
0: Yep, and uh, and that's that's fun fun to do. It's all bu- uh, building insulation, not the. Not not the uh, cotton candy looking stuff though, <laughs> but but the foam. Um, Wilox Armory is another one. He does a lot of science fiction and Warhammer type stuff, but that's still he's still got a pretty cool selection of of terrain and 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 a lot of it's transferable. Um, Luke's APS. Uh, Luke Luke is a war gamer, but he's he's gotten into D anD D, uh, and he does some pretty pretty good uh, terrain tutorials. And there's this new guy and i don't know what his name is but it's a tabletop witchcraft and he is uh he just made like a roman Colosseum. i saw that one it's it's crazy this guy's this guy really like talented and he does all his stuff modular with rare earth magnets and stuff so you can all of his stuff is interchangeable and he's he's nice. built some like ridiculous things um so check those guys out and i, I can't i can't talk about Building your own terrain without talking about, uh, um, DM Scotty, the craft father himself. Um, he's kind of the guy who started everything. He's like the Ozzy Osborne of, of crafting DMs, (laughs) kind of like the, you know, the, the, the Gary Guy Jacks of, of, of crafting DMs. And, um, so he's over at the DMs craft on, on YouTube as well. Um, and, uh, yeah the three d printing thing there's a there's a ton of three d printing websites out there so check them out if you can afford a three d printer and they're 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 pretty pretty affordable now um if you use miniatures that's that's the way to way to go if you want to like customize minis for your for your players so I always bring tone setters with me What it, about you bill What's your number two
2: um i well i'm i'm gonna keep slipping back to the old days. Um, a lot of these, a lot of you game masters are just starting out. You may not be able to be able to go out and start affording 3d printers and may not have the time to do your own, uh, terrain out of foam and painting and stuff like that. A lot of, a st- lot of resources on the net where you can pull down pictures of stuff already printed on graph paper, whether it's be fields or buildings Print this stuff out. You can actually get uh, on cardstock and print out three-dimensional towers and castles and bridges. And this stuff is really, except for the cost of some cardstock and the ink in your printer, you can print these things out pretty easily, pretty quickly, and be able to put out your own terrain without having to go through a lot of time, a lot of energy. So you print these things out, even if it's just a flat piece of paper. You can just put these things out there, and again, it's it's quick, it's simple. If you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of resources, this is a nice way to start and get them out there. So you can still have your terrain, still put out your tone, put out your bridges and your castles and your walls. It's just not three dimensional; it's two dimensional. But your players will get it. Your players will get it. Old school.
0: And a lot of these, a lot of these things are nice. You can go on like uh, the DM's Guild. And um, and and download. It's usually pay, pay what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're pretty nice. They're nice, and you can. They've got folding tabs and stuff. So if you wanted to go three dimensional with a tower or a tavern or some other building, you could certainly do that with a glue stick in those tabs. And and one of
2: our gamers, uh, Mike, has shown up with a couple absolutely beautiful pieces, of three dimensional printed on cardstock. Yeah, had, and, the towers and stuff. like that. They, and, they were gorgeous, and, and they were interchangeable too yes. between floors. And yep. So it gave you the look inside of each floor as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah, you got the in, you pull the pull the top of the tower off, or start with the bottom and work your way up, and the inside was all laid out for you
0: as well. And very affordable, mm-hmm. and and you know, Bill brings up a good point too because this is kind of like a that sort of thing's a hobby within a hobby, and the hobby could be expensive um, enough as it is, but you can still get terrain pieces out on your table and and do it affordably
2: well i mean the foam cutters that we both bought foam cutters for our terrain and That was uh, 120 130 for the foam cutter
0: yeah and, and it's not cheap no um and not everybody's in, in a situation where where they can do that or if it's e- even reasonable you know it's not really reasonable when you first get into um crafting your own terrain to maybe make that investment because you don't know You don't know if you're going to stick with it.
2: I mean, we're in a situation where we do a week-long game. We've mentioned this a number of times where we do a week-long game, and we're always trying to up the ante a little bit more, set the tone a little bit more. So we started talking about uh, doing terrain, and you did a lot of research into it, and all of a sudden we looked at what this is is not only fun to do, but now you can customize your monsters and your terrain and – We went from desert to forest to mountains to snowy areas and you had your trees, you had your rocks, we had stumps and a variety of stuff and you can make, you're working on larger pieces for some, for another game. Rib cages were involved. <laughs> um, not, not
0: real rib cages, rib cages though. No. It's called Halloween decorations. <laughs>
2: but, I, but you can, the scale is, is just how far you want to bring your imagination. But it, like I said, it's a hobby within a hobby. And. Well, we both have the disease where it's like, oh, that'd be cool. Let's buy it. Um, but not everyone, like I said, not everyone has the availability or the resources or is just starting out and doesn't want to commit that deep. Just get just get some paper. Print, print out some cardstock. There's, like I said, uh, the DM Guild and a variety of other sources are out there where you can pull down this stuff, print it out, lay it on the table, and then you have your tavern, your bar, your stable, your 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 streets you know it's it's quick inexpensive dungeon tiles is is what a lot of it you know breaks down to
0: i think this is a good time for a break
2: i could choose one (laughs)
0: All right, welcome back. I missed you. I missed you too. Uh before we get on with um our next one, do you mind if I throw a little plug and a thank you out to someone? Yeah, go for it. So I want to say uh thank you on behalf of of, of all three of us, uh to three oh seven RPG Podcast. That's three oh seven RPG Podcast. They're out of Wyoming and uh, were gracious enough to give us a, a plug on a recent podcast they were on. So we really appreciate that because they're kind of, they're kind of like the big kid on the block. Um, and we're just, we're just starting out. So anytime someone who's got a, you know, got a leg up has been doing it for a while and, and, and has the ear of a lot of people kind of, kind of helps you out. Uh, it's always appreciated. So big thanks to the guys over at 307 RPG podcast.
2: Tip of the hat to you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: So I'm, we're we're back. I, we're back. We're back. So one of the things that um other things that I, I like to I like to bring with me and I I travel to to uh DM. Um the 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 hangout is Bill's house. Uh so we all we all end up coming over here. But I, I use a dice box a lot and I started playing around with a dice tower and my dice seemed to be more responsive to um to falling and then rolling, you're
2: touching them less.
0: I'm touching them less, and I think that makes a really, really big difference. And i i, I think I think they uh, I think they like that.
1: That's um, because some touching is inappropriate.
0: <laughs> yes, and 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 uh, much like uh, many of my ex girlfriends, the less touching, the better. <laughs> um, so the dice, uh, the dice down the dice tower seems to be working for me. So I've recently uh, made the transition from the dice box to to the dice tower i use the dice box mostly to keep my 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 dice uh wrangled in appropriately because i have limited space behind the 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 gm screen and sometimes they find their way to the floor or across the uh or across the 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 table where everybody gets to see the epic one that i rolled and it's it's big fun and it's uh, uh a lot of laughs which which isn't uh which isn't bad you're supposed to have a good time at the gaming table but not at my expense uh,
2: no, it's most often at your expense. Most,
0: far too often at, at, at my expense. Um, so I always bring either the box or, or, or the dice tower uh, with me.
2: See, I haven't gotten quite a, um, as elaborate as a, as a dice box. Uh, I went to the local hardware store and bought one of those boxes that holds little screws and nuts and bolts with a little clasp on it. And that's what I throw my dice into. It's got little movable partitions. Uh, way back when, I actually was using a tackle box, I had a leftover tackle box, and it, it actually worked out pretty good. I had layer of foam in the bottom, put my figs in, another layer of foam, another layer of figs, close it up. You got all those little slots, each one held a polyhedron very nicely. Uh, spare change for the for the machines if if we were for we traveling, or if we were all going to pitch in, I that's where I'd hid my money from my wife, so <laughs> so I'd have money for, for pizza and beer. And, uh, so just an old tackle box. Uh, I, I go pretty low key. I go pretty low
1: key. I call that old school, old school, no school like the old school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just,
2: yeah, they're pretty. Uh, but the, as far as functionality, i I I'd, I'd rather hold the dice and roll myself.
0: But you get um well your dice do what they're expected. You know what's Oh, they do more than them. what they're
2: expected. That's because I give them the personal touch. I got nothing to say for that. I, yeah,
0: I, I I don't because because <laughs> I, I touch my dice enough and and, and they don't they don't it's still don't do what they're told. I like um, girlfriends. <laughs> but ba- oh. back uh, back when we started there wasn't a lot of this, this, uh, nerd swag that we have now, you know, there's, Oh yeah. There's specialty, uh, shops that that's what they do. Mm. They build dice, they build dice boxes, towers, all sorts of like really cool swag. So oh,
2: it's like transformable too. Cause you yeah. got, you got a dice carrier that opens up to a, a, a dice rolling di- you know, dish and then you got one of put those. it together a couple uh, yeah, you got one of everything, uh, <laughs> You put together another configuration. Now you have a dice tower, um, yeah. So yeah, they're they're it's transformers for for gamers.
0: I've been waiting. Um, well, I've been waiting forty years for this. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what and I'm spending ta- my first communion money on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> finally, finally cashing in those bonds you got, huh?
0: What yeah. are the? No, go on. No, no, go ahead. Um, I I know both of us agree on this the uh the battle mat yep the battle mat is uh a a key piece that i carry with me um i've got a bunch of those too Uh, uh, so i i like to bring the um the mondo mat or the mega mat which which one's the one that's like um queen size bed blanket size that that that's the mondo The, the mondo mat
2: that's the one that i put on my table and it's four foot by eight foot
0: yeah, well worth it. Um I carry it in a giant PVC tube. Um it can be weaponized quite easily uh, <laughs> when in the tube. Um I use I also use I got these um these these battle mats from Fat Zebra Designs that are um they're, they're pretty cool. I there's uh I got I got two sets of them because they're not quite as big. They're not they're not big enough to cover a whole gaming table um
2: i think they're about two by three
0: yeah they're they're relatively small i gotta put two of them together but they look great when you put uh terrain pieces on there because there's snow terrain there's cobblestones i got one that's wood there's water um desert um and you just you flip them over and it's it's another another terrain or another uh you know interior
2: and they already have the um the squares already printed on them
0: yeah yeah and they look they 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 look great when you start putting rocks and other terrain on them. Mm-hmm. Um so I'll take those I'll take those especially on on our big game and and I'll I'll use those a lot um uh, for for setting kind of like that setting the table up. Um you got to remember to bring extra dry or wet erase markers, markers with you depending on what what kind you're using and make sure you're using the right one on there. Yeah. Um <laughs>
2: And make sure the permanent marker didn't make it into the bag by
0: accident. Yeah, you you don't want to get a sharpie in the hands of a wild card on, <laughs> on your on your battle map because that can uh, wreak a lot of havoc and chaos with with the battle. Here's map. my
2: area of effect over here, and here's my area of effect <laughs> over there. And I just hit my mic. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I have a I have the mondo mat, and then I have two mega mats, and then I have three battle mats, and I will oftenly do. Draw out my terrain or my uh, encounters on individual mats and just stack them. So if I need to, instead of just writing out a whole new uh, scene, I'll just grab one of the mats and unfurl it. And if it's a small area, I'll put it in one of the small little battle mats. And if it's larger, I'll put in a larger scene. Or if for a la- you know the base is going to be the Mondo mat at least down here, I I took a three quarter inch piece of uh, plywood. And put some legs on it, and then put a, a fine Corinthian leather coating on top of it, and that's our gaming table. and It's four by eight, and the battle mat fits right on the mondo mat fits right on there because it's a four by eight, it covers the whole thing.
0: I think it's actually this this Corinthian leather is made out of the same stuff that Ricardo Montalban's pectoral muscles were in the Khan. So this is some quality material. You,
2: you, you, that was my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I I will write out the the different scenes on the different mats and just roll them out as needed, and I can add one next to another because I've already laid out what, what I need. So I have a large collection of mats in the corner. Chess X loves me.
0: I've seen um, people use, and I don't know where they've gotten them, but they've gotten these huge rolls of of graph paper. Yeah, and they've. Um, they've drawn their scenes on the graph paper and they do just that, that you said they stack them mm-hmm. and, you know, they pull one out and underneath it is, you know, is the next whatever building level or, or, or landscape or whatever have you. Um, so that's a, I imagine it must get costly after a while. Uh, but that's a pretty innovative way of doing it as well.
2: I've been for a convention or something like that where you don't want to lug a lot of stuff and, once you're done with it, you can just throw it away and be done with it.
0: Yeah, and that's where I saw it. I saw it mm-hmm. at a uh, a convention, um, Carnage, I think in in Vermont. It was.
2: Yeah, we've seen them in a few. I've seen that used at a couple different conventions we've been to. But yeah, the the mats are a fantastic way, and I I, I listen. I love my mats. And on to how do you carry all your stuff?
0: Well, I have a uh, a gear bag. Um, and it's kind of embarrassing, but it was like Lou and I showed up to the prom wearing the same dress because, <laughs> unbeknownst to me, uh, he got the same exact gear bag. So it'll be a little awkward uh, when we roll up to the game when, when we're done social distancing with the same, uh, same gear bag. It's going to be a lot awkward. Yeah.
2: Well, no, yours has the My Little Pony and he has the Unikitty. It's it's easy to the
0: kitty is cork, <laughs> but this this is a good this is a good uh, a good bag. Um, Enhance, I think, is a company that that makes it. It is, um, and you can put pretty much anything in there. I think it, it's like eight or ten books you can fit,
1: depending on the, the
0: thickness of the yeah. book. Yeah, I got six of mine right now. Um, I could get my my DM screen in there. There's side pockets for for dice. There's a nice big front pocket where I, I have my um, effect markers in. Um, the The thing that that I really, really dig the most about it is there's a zip top on it and and a foam kind of carrier for It
1: holds 12 or 16 figs.:
0: Yeah, for figs. That's great. <clears throat> that's cool. Yeah, and then there's little straps on the bottom, Velcro straps, where you can throw your 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 battle mats. So it's 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 great. There's there's plenty of stuff, uh, plenty of room to put all your stuff in there, um, with within reason. Of course,
2: um, my um, my gear bag was made by Craftsman. It's a <laughs> it's a toolbox. Uh, it's a fairly good size one. Multiple trays, a telescoping handle with wheels built right on it. I can load up a good dozen books in the bottom. I have foam layers on the trays where I can put my, my figs. I can probably get a good 30 figs in one tray if it needed to be. And then the secondary tray carries my markers and, and uh, spare dice and any loose things that I have. Uh, so you know, once again, I, I kind of go low tech or whatever I happen to, Running into going, you know, I bet you that would work. Big on conversion stuff.
0: It, is this the box that you found on the side of the road while driving home from work? Yes, it is <laughs> the one that upset your wife because she didn't know if it was uh, it, it contained some hidden filth or something. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it did smell a little bit by cat pee, but you know, with a little bit of you know bleach and water, and left it out in the sun, it cleaned up pretty nice. Like I said, old school,
0: oh, definitely old school.
2: But
1: it works amazingly well. Yeah. And, and I can stack stuff on top of it. And like you said, a lot of these things like the the, your, the toolbox and everything, it's cost effective for the guys who are just getting into this.
2: Right. I mean, even if you didn't, have, didn't happen to luckily find one alongside the road, you can go to one of the big box stores and pick one up for about 25 bucks. Now, I don't know what your gear bags cost you. 84 Yeah. So the old man uh, didn't do so bad after all, did he?
0: Yeah, and it is large enough so that Bill can sit down on it, like those fancy walkers. Damn straight. You know, they have the seat that you can flip down. And, and you,
2: sturdy enough.
0: Yeah, and the handle makes a fine back, so he looks like he's sitting on a throne. As it
2: should. <laughs> As the game master, that's exactly what I want to look like, that I'm sitting on the throne.
0: There, there's a lot to be said, though, about having a, a, a bag with with wheels on it especially if you're carrying like a hundred pounds of books. (laughs) That's a lot of books.
1: (laughs) And when you're as old and frail as me, we're, we're catching up, but we're not there (laughs) yet. So yes, we're not as old as frail, but with that said, that's going to conclude this episode. And that's a peek behind the DM screen tools. We have handy for every game session. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear particular topic you can reach us on facebook at the dungeon masters dojo or you can drop us an email at the dungeon masters dojo at gmail.com thank you and have a good day